So to me, CEO is not a job title. It's a life title. It is something that defines your existence, basically. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Sarah White of Your White Knight. Sarah, it's awesome to have you on the show. Oh, gosh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Definitely super excited to have you on as well, too. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Sarah so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Sarah is a local entrepreneur in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area, where she has been working in restaurants for more most for most of 20 years. Having done everything from busing and hosting up through chief operation officer, she decided to venture out and start her own consulting firm, Your White Knight. And during the height of COVID, as restaurants are failing, she began working with several local places to help them find a way to survive and then thrive. Sarah, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I think I'm ready. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So uh, to kind of kick everything off, I want to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? We'll let you get started with the business. Absolutely. So I started when I was 19, took my first restaurant job paying for college, you know, like most people. And it was just going to be a temporary thing. And it turned out I loved it. I love the restaurant and the organization and the way that it ran. So for the next 19 years now, I was in and out of different positions. You know, like I said, I started out hosting, which is where a lot of people start. And, and then I moved up to different parts of the front of the house and, and you start looking in the kitchen going, what are they doing over there? That looks kind of cool. I'm going to try that out. And I, I talked to mention on, I lived on the Outer Banks and in some slower nights, Outback would let me jump in the kitchen and learn a few things. Basically, they were like, hey, do you want to maybe manage? And, you know, that's just the track that you start taking if you you stick in a restaurant long enough. And I I loved it. Couldn't wait to learn the next thing, the next thing. Um, Got some of the best training in the business from some chain restaurants and then branched out to Lost Dog Cafe in Northern Virginia, who has been my home for years now. I love them, work very well with them. And, and I'm proud to uh, be chief operating officer for White Jar Holdings, which owns three of the Lost Dog Cafes. So just moving right along, I decided, hey, if I'm gonna keep taking different management jobs and jumping in to fix things, and then I'm kind of bored, you know, what do you do next? It, it's running well, I, I need to venture out. So I decided some friends restaurants were struggling during COVID, hey, why don't I jump in and give them a hand, teach them a few tricks that I know that might make things smoother. And, and one of my ladies groups said, hey, why don't you make that a business? Like, oh, you mean I could get paid for this? <laughs> so I turned around and started, you know, advertising that direction. I've got several clients now over four states and really enjoy helping people not only get through COVID, but, you know, we see light at the end of the tunnel. What are we going to do next? How are we going to grow and what's going to be the next big thing? So really enjoying seeing that bright spot at the end of all this. 
Nice. I definitely appreciate that. And I feel like all great things, you know, come about, you know, after you you say the phrase, I can get paid for this, because sometimes we don't realize like the the power and the expertise we have within. And I think especially, you know, during times like this, where, you know, restaurants are trying to figure out and, you know, the food industry trying to figure out what to do, you can't jump past all the experience that you had and the different, you know, seats and the perspectives that you have and to be able to kind of package that and be able to offer that to these, um, this industry at a time like this is, is, is incredibly valuable. Well, and it's so much fun. I love what I do. It's a puzzle and going in and figuring out where all the pieces fit and how to make it a pretty picture is, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that that puzzle aspect. I'm a big puzzle fan as well. So that's always exciting. So um, I, I know I touched on a little bit you did as well, too, as far as like how you work with your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more on your process and what exactly that looks like? Absolutely. So the first thing we have to do is meet each other. And I encourage any restaurant anywhere that wants to have a conversation to call me because you're going to come out of the conversation learning something like it's going to be there's going to be some tips in it that you if you never hire me I'm still happy that we met I love meeting people I'm kind of the golden retriever of people (laughs) and so I'm going to be happy that we met I got something out of it and you're going to take some tips out of it and and those conversations are so important and then we're going to go through how are you currently doing things because you can't fix something if you don't know how it's currently working And I'd love to hear from the owners, the managers, the staff, what's going on? What do you think you need? What do you see? And a lot of times I'm going to agree with you on some of it. And then I'm going to see a couple of things that you didn't. And we're going to work together on a plan for how we would fix that. Then we start talking about, you know, moving forward to actually work together. So you get a lot of my time and a lot of knowledge before we've ever even talked money. It's definitely worth the call. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that phrase. I might have to borrow that from you, the golden retriever of people, because that's that's absolutely awesome. Um, I'll be the golden retriever of podcasters, I guess, <laughs> something like that. That's perfect. That <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> but no, that it's so huge. And I, I mean, I think so many times, and I don't know if you find this when you talk with clients, when you're sometimes in the business, um, in the restaurant, it's very hard to get outside of yourself and have that outside perspective and along with the expertise. So that's why it sounds like, you know, getting that second set of eyes or maybe third or fourth set of eyes to really give you perspective, but also with that knowledge is entire, is, is insanely important. Well, it's so true. And, you know, you'll see maybe some of the biggest things, but you won't know the cause. You mm-hmm. might know why, you know, you can tell that your food isn't going out on time. You can tell that your tickets are late and you think that it's one reason. And I can tell you five others that it probably is also, you know, Mm -hmm. if your people have to move their feet from here to the walk-in every time you order something, one, we use that walk-in to cry in. I don't know if everybody knows that, but that's where (laughs) we do all of our emotional, like get it out moments. (laughs) So you just lost your guy. And if you're already wrecked, he's probably back there going to take a minute. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's those kind of timing issues we can talk about. Yeah, absolutely. It always helps to know from somebody that actually knows the industry um, and can and can see that. And so uh, would you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart? Is it that ability to, to be able to see those things from that experience and be able to say, hey, it might be that person that's crying in that, that, that specific section? I've been that person eating ice cream on the floor of the walk-in going, I'm not going to make it. I don't know. <laughs> so I get it. And I think that you're right. I think that's what it is, is that I've been there. And, you know, I've had that night where everything cr- crashed around you and and how do you dig yourself out of it and and been there with a team that's done successfully and been there with a team that didn't do so successfully and it's all those different experiences that add up to 
learning some, you know, I took notes on the worst days and on the best days I took notes. And, and now it's using those notes to help you not have to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a lot of benefit to people that maybe even just starting, not even just trying to figure out what's right or wrong, or maybe thinking about pivoting to get that expertise and to talk with you because you have had, you know, the successes you have had, the not exactly successes and each of those experiences help you to to kind of give that advice and and consult to people. Early is always better. So Mm -hmm. I have a couple of people now that are looking at opening restaurants for the first time. We have a lot of, you know, unfortunately restaurant spaces open right now. And there's definitely, if you have, have always had a passion and and it's your life's dream to have a restaurant, there's definitely some appeal to jumping in now while prices are down, while there's more of an ability and, and being ready to go as we open back up. And I definitely support that decision, but call me early. Let's go ahead and set you up for success so that, you know, when the next emergency comes along, whatever that happens to be, whether it's your truck didn't show up and you have no food or it's a global pandemic, we're ready. We're set up for success and we know how to go into it and how to survive and thrive. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, knowledge is is definitely power and you can't always, you know, guarantee success, but you can get as close to setting yourself up for success, as you said, you know, so well. And I think being able to kind of lean on that expertise um, and and know, you know, from people like you that that know exactly what's going on in the industry, know exactly how to be successful, um, allows you to increase the likelihood of being successful. Exactly. It's it's just being prepared, being prepared for anything, because if you've ever worked a restaurant on a Friday night, you know, you have to be. <laughs> yes, everything and anything always happens. So I um, wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I know it's probably the most generic answer in the world, but my people. So I'm in four chambers of commerce. I'm in, uh, you know, several different groups, uh, National Association of Women Business Owners, DC Fempreneur, and just, just the people, the things that I learn and the networking that I do, and just having those people that I can call up and say, hey, I know that you've dealt with this and I have no idea, like I'm out of my depth, or even I've dealt with this a hundred times and I'm drawing a blank, but I need somebody. I have, when I pick the name for my business, I sent out a Facebook message and I was like, okay, who's free and feeling creative? And I had five ladies hit me back instantly. They were like, we're here for you. What do you need? I started a little private chat. We went back and forth on names and they helped me pick it. So it's just having people. Yeah. And that's, it's huge because um, I always say like to sometimes start a business, you kind of have to have a, a little bit of ego to say, hey, I can help out as far as like creating something that's bigger or helping people turn around. But I think you brought up a, a really good point is the people that are around you, but also asking for help is huge. And I think so many times we can let that ego take over us and lead us to not be successful because we need to ask for help and we have the people around us. How can we ask them so that we can increase our likelihood of being successful? I wish I'd learned that 20 years ago. Mm. It's, you know, it's something that really, I think comes with age and with practice. You do it the first couple of times and you're like, oh wait, this was actually really great. So I wish that I had, you know, broken down and asked 20 years ago and learned how cool it would be. But COVID has taught us one thing and that is uh, social media can be a great thing to bring people together. And and I've just met the most amazing people all over the world And, and leaning in and asking them for help the first time was a little intimidating. And after that, it just, it just flowed like, oh, wait, they want to help you. Right. That's the big secret is people want to be there for you. And they, they feel that bond with you when they get to help you with something. 
Yeah, it's so it's so uh, powerful, you know, when you start to realize that I think um, I, and probably everybody, you know, has that struggle to some degree. But someone told me that one of the best things you can do is to give to somebody else. And if we really like reverse that and think about asking for help, we're asking and giving somebody the opportunity to give. So if we don't ask for help, we're kind of blocking somebody from that opportunity to do one of the greatest things. So um, if you see my younger business stuff as well, please also tell him that <laughs> do that a lot sooner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. So um, that might be what you consider what I would call a CEO nugget. So that could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice you would tell a client, or is there something else that you might tell your younger business self? So uh, younger business self, I think I would just say, uh, take more chances, trust you a little bit more because everybody, and, and here's something I like to tell my nieces, they're teenagers now. And I like to say, when you walk into a room and you're standing there wishing somebody would talk to you, everybody around you is wishing the exact same thing. So Sarah, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping our different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Sarah, what does being a CEO mean to you? So to me, CEO is not a job title. It's a life title. It is something that defines your existence basically. So I am, I may just now be CEO of a corporation of my own little corporation, but I've been the CEO of my life for let, let's not get into how many years now. And so it's a, it's a mindset of being that person to step up, look at the world around you, see how you can change it, who you can take care of, because to me, that's what a leader does. That's what somebody that's given responsibility of being in charge of people, you work for those people, you take care of those people, those are your people. And so it's just doing that every day, all day, no matter what circumstance you're in. Yeah, absolutely love that. I love how everything comes back to people because it's something we often overlook and um, we'll skip over or, or have as a footnote, you know, in, in our story or what it is that we do, but it really makes everything worth it. It really, you know, brings everything back there. And I think when we understand with our actions, um, our inaction sometimes even too, it, it, it affects the, those that are around us. So we have to be cognizant of that and make sure we're putting our best foot forward. Absolutely. And that's, you know, if you have the right people, they can open up things that you only thought were dreams and they can push mm -hmm. you to achieve them. So, you know, get people, get the right people. Uh, you know, it's, it's being there for the people around you and letting them be there for you. Mm, absolutely powerful. Well, definitely appreciate that, Sarah. And I, I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Okay, so if you look up your-white-night.com, you're going to get me, Sarah, your white knights, written the same way. It's going to be a great way to email me. You can call me anytime, 252-671-9148. That number is public. It is my cell phone, and you will get me anytime that you want to have a conversation. I'm here for you. So I'd love to talk to anybody interested in talking about specifically restaurants, but the world in general, hey, I'm up for it. Let's meet. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes as well, too. But truly appreciate you, Sarah, for all the awesome work that you're doing, the time that you took today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.